It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Friday, August 19th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. I got a feeling this is going to be a long podcast, so maybe we should just launch into her here. What do you think? A long, long one sounds good. This house runs on coffee and Jesus. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Oh, I think you're going to like this. I got a message from friend of the show, Danielle. And it was a video that two people took inside a Hobby Lobby. Now, we don't have Hobby Lobby in Canada, but it's a massive craft store chain in the United States, kind of like Michael's here, but it's also like super Christian. Yep. Uh, And in the video, they're showing off all of these... It's a Christian craft store? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of like what Chick-fil-A is to food. Um, But they are... In the video, they're showing off all these white girl quotes that are printed on various pieces of home decor, but... Most of the quotes are religious-based. Right. So As this, they would be. This is an entire new subgenre of white girl quotes that oh, we have wow. not talked about. Would you like to hear a few of them? Yes, please. They even put on Southern accents to really make it authentic. Here we go. Be our guest, but don't expect much. <laughs> so that one's just a cheeky little... Yep. Just to start, be our guest, but don't expect much. Okay. In the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. There In the morning go. when I rise, give me Jesus. Give me That's Jesus. Great. Now yeah. we're getting into it. Welcome to our coffee sipping, Jesus loving, home sweet home. Coffee and Jesus. Are you serious? Coffee and Jesus. I thought Sean. that co- like is coffee religious? That's a weird thing to slip in there. Like, yeah, you don't need coffee. You have the you ups Jesus. from God. Coffee's you know? fine unless you're God unless gives you're you all the high Mormon, think, you but. need. Let's keep going. Okay. It's a good day to have a good day. <laughs> wow. Okay. Don't say that to anyone. I mean, it's Friday. You might be okay. I'm going to start saying Don't that. Don't say that to anyone on a Monday. All day long. <laughs> it's a good day to have a good day. They call it chaos. We call it family. Uh, okay. Real bless this mess energy to that totally. one. Hey, yep. they call it chaos. Mm-hmm. We call it family. And this is my favorite one. <laughs> this house? Runs on coffee and Jesus. Again, we're going back to the car. This house runs on coffee and Jesus. Okay, see, this is strange to me. Again, like you don't need coffee when you have the high of Jesus. The house should just run on Jesus. It should just straight Jesus it. How do you think Jesus bills compare to like that? Like coffee is seen as an addictive substance, is it not? Like this is just, this is very weird. Okay, anyway. We were thinking of doing solar panels on the house. Maybe we should look into Jesus. I wonder if it's cheaper. That's all you need. (laughs) Your house can run on that. You totally can. Everyone can just run on straight Jesus, obviously. This is, we have, I mean, we've talked a lot about white girl quotes. I was unaware that there is. No, this is a full new. An entire This has opened my eyes up to something new, for sure. Yeah. Wow. How many hot dog legs on the beach does this get, Shauna? I'm going to give this one... I'm going to say eight and a half hot yeah. dog legs on the beach out of ten. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it okay. a lot. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Ellen is nearing the end of her farewell season. Okay. I forgot that was going on right yeah, we, now. Well, we mentioned it like, what, a year ago yep. when Ellen announced her departure, and uh, she, instead of doing a farewell show, did a farewell season. A whole season. An entire season. And as you know, I always have like daytime TV in the background when I'm doing work and around the house, and so Ellen will sometimes come on, and I, holy crap, she would start every show with another guest, and the guests would just sit down and immediately like clap in, sit down, and then just toot Ellen's horn for like the first <laughs> 10 minutes of each show. Just toot it. 
Just wax. Hard tooting of Ellen's horn. Waxing her car. Holy <laughs> crap. Just going on and on about how, you know, how important Ellen was and how much she loved. Uh, thank you. And, and oh my God, we're going to miss you so much. And it was just. And does Ellen just sit there and bask she, in it? Yes. Mm, mm, it yes. became a bit much. And Me. I like Ellen, but this was just, I'm like, that. that's enough. Okay. Can we can We can just tone it. A whole farewell season, though. This is a straight year of people just tooting your horn. I've always been oh uncomfortable with big farewell displays yes. like that. I don't you know, know how she can even sit across from these people day after day and then just get that constantly, right? Yeah. And be okay with it. I'd be like, okay, that's enough. Can we move on now? Let's get or? to the show part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of um, Kobe Bryant's farewell season when he announced he wasn't coming back. And like for 82 games, oh, yeah. every game was a huge celebration of Kobe. Yeah, that's a lot. This is Kobe's last time in Portland. See? And he's going to come out and get a standing ovation. It's like, yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. Like, I, I know that, you know, Ellen has had a big impact, especially in the LGBT community when she came out before anybody else did and like mm-hmm. that. I Don't get me wrong. I do not downplay any of that. But every single day. <laughs> for a full year. For a full for year. A calendar year. Of like, I would say 20 minutes of the whole show, <laughs> which isn't very long to begin with, but about 20 minutes of people just being like, Ellen, you are the best. Ellen, you are so great. Like that's a lot. I like a big finale show, I guess. Yes. Yeah, because you gotta like you gotta go at some. Even you know people who have left this radio station yep. on their last day, mm-hmm. we'll make a bit of a fuss about them. You know if they've made a big contribution to the station. Yep. And that's cool. I mean, even that's... a few shows, I would be like, okay, that makes sense. Or people coming on and here and there talking about how much you know Ellen meant to them. Or but every single day. Yeah. Holy. That's a lot. I would be uncomfortable with that were I her. Yes. But like, she doesn't seem to mind. I don't know. Like I, I'm worried about the the weight of her head as she gets <laughs> off that last. She's gonna be. She's gonna need people to pick it up for. Her. The BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. Before we dive into this one, I want to make it clear that I don't necessarily agree with this point of view. I just read it and I found it intriguing, and it, it seems like this is. I mean, this is the type of show where we can bring up mm-hmm. different ideas, different opinions, even unpopular ones. But as everyone knows, Lisa Laflamme was let go last week from her position as chief anchor and senior editor at CTV's national news program. Yep. It's probably the highest profile and most covered media termination since Don Cherry, I would think. Yeah. And in the last couple of days, a story has broken that the VP of news at Bell Media, a dude named Michael Melling, had raised questions about Lisa Laflamme's decision to let her hair go gray during the pandemic. Yeah. And it sounds like these two had had clashed on other things, too, on news-related things as well. But uh, when Melling took over the news division, a source inside the company says he raised the topic of LaFlamme's gray hair on camera. And that's not to say this is why she was fired, although there is plenty of speculation about that online. I suspect it probably had more to do with her salary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's the fact that he would even comment on her hair has upset enough people that this is now a news story. It was actually pushed out on the Apple News app yesterday. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now to the, the hot take that I read, and I want to once again stress that this isn't necessarily my position, just something I was thinking about after I saw it. But this person said, deep in, a, in the comments section in one article, one person said, part of her success in the industry was based on her appearance, and that was fine, but not when it's turned against her. But the point like, is, huh. it, sh- it shouldn't be about her appearance. Like, she didn't get into what she was doing because she wanted to be, uh, you know, a talking head that looked a certain way on a news program, right? Like, she started out as a journalist. Yeah, she might not have wanted to, to I mean, that might not have been her goal, but you don't, 
you don't get to that position if you aren't good looking. You also don't get there if you aren't super talented. She's mm-hmm. obviously a very talented journalist. She was the very top of her right. and industry. This is, this is where the issue lies and where a lot of people think there's a double standard, right? Because there are a lot of guys who can get onto these news programs and people say it, it doesn't always necessarily have as much weight on appearance when it comes to a man as it does a female. But like with Lisa LaFlemme, she started as a journalist. She was a copywriter at first, right? So she was behind the scenes. Okay. And she got into this, as most of these report, these anchors and reporters do, because she wanted to report on the important issues of something. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with her wanting to be seen or look a certain way or just be a pretty person on TV, right? So that's how she started. And then she did. She got into anchoring from from that. And then she's been doing it ever since. But again, like the the point is, it shouldn't be about appearance. It should be about somebody who wants to deliver the news in a trustworthy way, right? And in in a person that people can trust. And that's why you're doing it. That's why that person's on TV. Yes, I agree. And in an ideal world, it would be like that. Mm -hmm. But it's not. TV, on camera, whether it's movies, television shows, whatever, is the shallowest business there is, right? They don't hire ugly people unless they are specifically trying to hire ugly people. And it's the last business in the world where you can discriminate very openly. Like mm-hmm. a TV production can say, we are looking to hire muscular Asian men between the ages of 20 and 40. There's no other business that can do that. But there's a difference between so, being an anchor on a, a national news program like this, a little bit of a difference than there is in like in being just somebody who is an actor. For right? sure, because your role is to provide information. But I'm still saying they don't put ugly people on camera and she is an attractive woman Mm -hmm. that no doubt played a factor in her success in her career along with her talent yeah but she would have fought against that right like the point is would she yeah she. i mean she benefited from it there are talented ugly journalists that aren't getting national news programs probably because they don't look good on camera yeah but why why is that her fault it's not her fault like it's not her her fault looking a certain way and then commenting be like yeah we don't like your gray hair and she's like i'm just here to report the news to you i want to get the facts to the people i'm a trustworthy person why does it matter what color my damn hair is it's and i agree with you it's certainly not her fault but i'm so to say that to blame her appearance for her firing but she is in an industry where your looks are still important how you look on camera matters and we can argue that it should or shouldn't matter right but it de- it does, and it no doubt helped her along the way. But this shouldn't play into her firing at all. Why would that be a concern? We, do- well, we don't know if it played into her firing. People are mad that this guy even made comments about right. the color of her hair, and it's like, well, you're in a very shallow industry. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna pre- we're gonna all of a sudden pretend that appearance doesn't matter on TV. Yeah. Um, it, again, though, it just comes down to him making those comments, and it's just like that shouldn't be that shouldn't have played any part part of it, right? Yeah. I, again, I know you're right. It's idealistic to think that way, and it is a very shallow industry. That being said, it is concerning that that is even coming into the conversation as to be a reason that she would be fired for. And I don't think it was, and right. I hope it wasn't. That exactly. would be incredibly depressing if it was. But I always just wonder how many equally talented journalists are sitting in a back room cutting tape somewhere because they don't look like Lisa Laflamme. Mm-hmm. It matters. It does ma- It might not matter to you or to me, but it matters when it they matters make these when decisions. It matters when it's a woman more so than it does a man. For and sure. that's a fair point. I think. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, maybe that's what people are mostly upset I about: so. is that this conversation may not have been had 
about a male anchor. Yeah. And that's fair. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I thought that last point that you guys made about um, the fact that she's a woman uh, was really good because women are not allowed to age the way that men do. If a male anchor had gray hair, they'd be like, oh, he looks so dashing. You know? It, it actually is encouraged, I think, in men because it, it shows... More trustworthy? Yeah, more trustworthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And age, I, you're right. Like, the age thing is, is the big part of it. Too. You know, yeah. I, I, and I totally agree with that. And I think that there is a double standard when it comes to aging, especially in a position like that. But there's, I mean, it is such a shallow industry. Like I said, I have really long hair. They would never let me on camera. They would, with my long hair. And if I started to, to lose my hair, then I'd really be in trouble. Although there are some, right. so, there are some dudes with longer hair now that are being like, not like a, me though. Mm, yeah. yeah. They might have like a I bit of a Trudeau thing. I was thinking there was one anchor I can think of that is not attractive and I can't remember his name, but it's that really famous British, like shitty reporter in England. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? No. <laughs> That's oh, really what is his name? He's like basically like the Fox <laughs> News guy, but he's American or okay. British. And um, he had like a big oh. thing with Meghan Markle, right? Here's Morgan. He was like... Pierce Morgan. That's Pierce right. Morgan. Yeah. He's oh. ugly as. <laughs> 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 and he's famous, but that might be a British thing. They don't have a lot to choose from. Yeah, good point. But well, you're right. Most people on TV, anchors, reporters, they're all pretty good looking. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And, I mean, but I think that's more an American Canadian thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, actually, there's quite a few British British reporters who aren't that attractive now that you mention it. That's yeah, quite they're more funny. about the news there. Yeah. Exactly. But it is. It comes. To, it should come down to trustworthiness, right? Like, yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, it is Friday, and this is the most important part of the entire week on this radio program. It sure is. For Atlas Pizza, it's the Friday morning pizza chat. I was hoping it was going to be, excuse me while I eat this pie. You need, it needs to be, yeah. So uh, I stumbled across this yesterday. There is a French frozen pizza company called Restopiz. Restopiz, I kid you not. So I've decided that I will from now on refer to my pizza as Piz for short, okay? Would you like some Piz? Piz? Piz. Is short for pizza. Yes. That's one I have not heard. It's Piz without the A. This is what this company is calling themselves. And so I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going with it. That's what kind I've of Piz you Zaw, want. of course. Yep. Zaw is a short form for pizza, mm-hmm. but Piz? I mean, it's the same number of syllables. It's shortening. It takes off the A, so you just get the one syllable, Piz. You sure it's not Pete's? Do you want cheese Piz or pineapple Piz? You can sprinkle anything on my Piz. You like, I love Piz. Hmm. I'm going to shorten the word pizzeria, I figured, as well, to pizzer. So I need a... Where's the pizzer? I need a piz. Where's the nearest pizzer? I got a hankering for some piz. <laughs> I, really, I really need some piz. I don't know how I feel about it. And we, we are certain it's not Pete's. I don't care. It's piz. I mean, it's... It sure looks it's like piz. It's spelled piz, okay? And if it was Pete's, why would you... <laughs> why would you spell it like that? <laughs> Good question. So, piz it is. <laughs> Want to come over for some piz? Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. No. Yeah. No, thank you. You can sprinkle Jeez, all kinds I don't know of stuff about on that my piz. I'm a big piz fan. That one doesn't have a very good mouth feel. I'll Seriously, be where's with the pizzer? The closest pizzer? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tell them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
less than 20 minutes or less podcasts. I don't know if you've noticed this too, but there has been an explosion lately in the number of people wearing band shirts, specifically like classic rock bands. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's, I feel like that's been going on for a little while. Like, cause a lot of those stores like bootlegger and stuff will always have those classic band tees that you can buy. Yeah. It's, and I remember there was like a wave of it when I was in high school. Yeah. And now it's like, it's back in a big way. Like it's huge. on Instagram, at my gym, like everyone at my gym is wearing some band, band tee, some classic it's rock cool thing. band team. My sister-in-law was staying with us this past weekend and she came out of the shower one day. She was wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt and then her three-year-old daughter was wearing a Nirvana shirt. Oh yeah. And I know for a fact that she doesn't listen to either of those bands oh, interesting. at all. And I realized that my attitude on this topic has become a bit of a meme. But it's a bit, it's a bit neckbeardy, right? The whole like, oh, if you like that band, name three of their albums, right? right? Like yeah. where you're kind of gatekeeping the the fandom of that band. But like, as a music fan, do you not feel at least a little bit annoyed by it? I I find it strange, is what I find it. Like, if you don't know the band, then why would you want the shirt? Like, people just like the design because it guess. looks cool, yeah. Because it's very trendy. But right I do, now I find have, it like... weird. I'm like, yeah, if you don't. I would never buy a, a shirt of a band I don't like because I like the. It's almost like people who buy baseball caps for teams that aren't their I own. Also think because that's they weird. look think it looks cool. And I'm like, no, it's like, not my team. I'm not going to buy that hat. If I'm going to wear a team's hat or a band shirt, I expect to be able to. It's something answer that I'm a question about. about if someone brings it up to me. Yeah, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I just like the shirt. I know. I'd be like, oh no, I do like that band. That's why I'm advertising them on my body. Mm -hmm. on, my, on my body. On my body. On my person. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's because of the era we grew up in when poser was just about the worst it's true. accusation you could level against someone. Yeah. And I lived in fear of being called a poser. And you know, you're right because but, even when it comes to tattoos now, like it used to be you get a tattoo if it was very meaningful. And now there's a lot of people who just get a tattoo because they like the artwork. So Which is fine, which is their choice, perhaps right? Perhaps that's you're, the same with the t-shirts. They like the artwork. So But I feel like Maybe maybe we don't need to take our music fandom that seriously, but it's still there's something hardwired into me I where know. it's like you're gonna wear a Zeppelin shirt and you don't not know, any know a Zeppelin. single Zeppelin song if someone were to ask yeah. that doesn't doesn't sit right with me. Like 13 year old Beckler would be screaming. It's true. This is me having tamed my opinion on this <laughs> significantly. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So everybody and their dog has been talking about Zeller's return. Yep. That's uh, a big story. And uh, apparently everybody is super excited about this. Every single thing I've seen, everybody's like, oh my God, Zellers is back. This is so damn exciting. And I was like, but are you really? No, you're not really. Like when Zellers was a thing and you were a kid, you didn't go and brag about, you know, having this hot Zellers merchandise, did you? We talked about this in the fall when of last year. When they did the pop-up show. They had a pop-up store in Burlington, Ontario. And everyone was like, oh, my God, I hope Zellers comes back. And we said, no, you don't. No. No one was cranked that their mom was buying their clothes at Zellers. Four-stripe no. Adidas and Suji sneakers. It's no. such a strange, strange thing. Like, the best part about Zellers was the diner and the Zeddy ride, okay? Yeah. That's the stuff that as kids you got cranked about, or as you got a little bit older, it was the diner, because that's where you could afford to take your date, okay? But honestly, outside of that, like, nobody was was cranked to get stuff from Zellers. No, this is 100% a 
a nostalgia play. Our generation has this thing where it's like if you just say something that from when existed. we were younger, yep. even if that thing sucked at the time, yes. we're just like, oh, yeah, man, I miss Zellers. I love like, Zellers. No, you don't. Chicken pox. No. Oh, man, oh, I man. miss chicken pox. I had chicken that pox. Was it was calamine lotion. Oh, I remember man, I want that. Chicken pox again. It's like any word. Yeah, you're right. Any word that you remember, it doesn't matter. Positive, negative, you're like, yeah, I remember that. Chicken pox is a great one. Chicken pox. Yeah, like shows that were on TV that really sucked and you only watched because we didn't have enough channels. Yeah. No, it's very strange. Oh, man. Very strange indeed. Uh, Hudson's Bay, though, genius, okay, as a company because, yeah, this has gotten everybody talking and they're relevant again. So, I mean, they've done their job and we're here talking about it as well. So we're helping this out. What's... What is the likelihood that Zellers is going to succeed this time around? Like, like those stores are are struggling all over. Yeah, and, and we have so many more options now. Like Zellers was at a time when we didn't maybe have as many of the you know Walmart's and the hyper mm-hmm. cheap stores too. And now there's so much competition. What is Zellers going to do? How are they going to compete? When I was growing up, and I remember Zellers, it was competing with a company called Woolco. And they're not even around anymore. So like you said, yeah, there wasn't like Walmart. There wasn't Amazon. Mm -mm. If they bring Zellers back, I don't see it being a huge success. Because people are going to be like, oh yeah, this wasn't very good, was it? I know. They should have saved themselves the money and just erected a diner with that weird Zeddy ride at the front. And there you go. That's the stuff that maybe people would be down for. We did a eulogy when they killed Zellers, I think. Yes, William um, uh, mentioned that, actually. And he said, because we've done an anti-eulogy in the past before where we have eulogized something and then it has come back just like this, Le Chateau. That's another right. One. Yeah. William was like, could we do an anti-eulogy now for, for Zellers? How do you do that? Suck it back into our mouths somehow. <laughs> Return the... Like... <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. There are not one... I'm actually a, a couple months late to this, but there are not one but two songs... And country radio right now about trucks for sale. Oh. About selling trucks. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, the first one is from Tim McGraw. It's called 7500 OBO, and it's about a guy who uh, has too many memories with his girl in the truck, and his girl left him, so he's got to get rid of the truck, oh, too. No. So. Heartbreaker. I mean, you're you lost your girl and your truck. <laughs> you're selling your that is sad. At a discount. Wasn't all at once. <laughs> the second one. This is in front of the show, Monty. Uh, Morgan Wallen selling his Silverado. Selling jokes right now in that's country sad. music. We're selling our jokes. It's weird. Yeah. Well, you got to go for something that's a little more fuel efficient with gas prices the way they are. Right? I suppose. So. <laughs> so they can say it's about a girl, but yeah. really, we're getting killed at <laughs> the pump. I know. Yeah, they can't afford I, it anymore. Morgan Wallens was actually about how he's got to sell the truck so he can buy a ring for the girl that he loves. Mm. So it's a little, it's a little happier than Tim McGraw's well, super you depressing. Can, you can fill the gas tank or buy a ring. It's about the that's same price. So. Roughly the same price. <laughs> and if you have to sell a truck these days. Uh, you don't just put an ad on Auto Trader or on Kijiji or Marketplace. But you sing you, about it. You write a hit country song about it. <laughs> Sell your dress. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So I went down a bit of a rabbit hole yesterday. But uh, so back in the 1300s, when people used to want to paint, you couldn't just go to a paint store and purchase paint, right? So they had to create these dyes. 
And the earliest dye we ever had was a red dye. And if you see ancient paintings and stuff, you'll always see that red kind of coloring used. And so it was made of these insects called kermes, which is where we get the word crimson from. Oh, so, okay. It, the Sanskrit word for these insects was cremija, and then the Spanish had the word cremisinus, and cremisinus meant the dye produced by these worm-like insects that made this reddish color. It literally means made from wor worms, rather. So cremisinus over time turned to crimson, but crimson literally translates to made from worms. Cool. So Very cool. cool. And they all have that crim sound to it. They hey? totally do. Uh, the color vermilion is that same reddish color, and it has a similar origin. It comes from the Latin word for those same insects, which was used to make that red dye. Mm -hmm. The Latin word, though, was vermiculus. So vermilion, too, means dye made from a small worm. Oh. Vermis means worm. This is also where we got the word vermin from. Vermin used to actually just mean worms, and then it spread to mean generic troublesome creatures, okay. which is how we use vermin today. And then I got thinking about Vermilion Lakes. Or the town of Vermilion, Alberta. Or the Alberta, town of Vermilion, Alberta. Vermilion Part 2 by Slipknot. Great song. Yeah, like, there you go. And it, I mean, I don't know about Slipknot, but Vermilion Lakes, for example, was named that because of the red tinge to the water thanks to the rocks below. So I never thought of that, but when you look at pictures of Vermilion Lakes, yeah, you see the kind of red tinge. Really? Like, yeah, that's oh, I gotta look that interesting. Up. I didn't know that. Yep. And then there's Lake Vermilion in the States as well. Same thing. It's because of the red tinge of the water, and it all comes down to worms. Vermilion or worms. Cool. Yeah. Etymology with Shauna. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I just finished this audio book I was listening to. I got it from the Calgary Public Library. Shout out CPL. What, what? Uh, called The 90s by Chuck Klosterman. And it's basically, I like Chuck Klosterman stuff, but it's basically him describing what life was like in the 90s. And he talks about some of the major events and trends and kind of hallmarks of that decade, which, I mean, I remember the latter half of the 90s, yep. but not all of it. Nope. But at one point he was talking about this type of beer called Zima. You ever hear of Zima, Shauna? I have not. I hadn't either. And I'm wondering if some of our like Generation X listeners might remember it. I don't know if it was available in Canada or not. But it was created by Coors, and it came on the heels of Crystal Pepsi. Oh. And, of course, Crystal Pepsi has been re-released not once but twice. Um, and this beer, so Zima means winter in Russian, and the beer was totally clear. I just Googled it. That's weird. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Like, to look at that and think that it's beer? It looks like a bottle of water. It does. That's it. Weird. So this was, at, like, I guess... Klosterman was talking about how, like, what was with the fascination with clear beverages at the time? Like, why did people think that... Yeah, like Crystal Pepsi and Yeah, this Pepsi, and... and then, like, were people asking for clear beer, for clear Pepsi? Or why did why did companies think that's what consumers wanted? He acknowledged the possibility that maybe those beverages could be perceived as more healthy because oh. they don't have the artificial coloring and stuff that... Mm -hmm. But, I mean, beer's coloring isn't artificial, is no. it? No. That's from the, from the brewing process. Yes. That it gets its color. So, I don't know why you would... I don't even know if I could drink a clear beer, Shauna. You know why? Because that would be great when you're trying to be discreet. You toss that thing into a tumbler and it looks like straight water. That's I did think of that. Yeah? I thought it's probably still going to smell like beer, I would assume. And but, it was like the alcohol percentage and calories were roughly the same. Mm, but that's, yeah, that's clear weird. beer. I mean, like, Smirnoff Ice is clear, but it's cloudy. But it's that white color. It's not cloudy, is it? It's crystal clear. 
Smirnoff Ice? Oh, Smirnoff Ice. I was thinking of Smirnoff Vodka. Yeah, no. Smirnoff Ice is cloudy. Yeah. But this beer isn't cloudy. But that is yeah, it's it's clear. clear as day. It's weird. Okay. It looks like water. Like, me I, out. I don't think I could wrap my brain around that. It was kind of like... I don't think like, so either. Did you ever try that purple ketchup that they released? No. When we were growing up? They That's came up with a purple ketchup. also weird. And I, you couldn't even really eat no. it. It was just like, this is not right. And I think clear beer would be the same. Yeah. I drink ultra light beers sometimes, like... Um, like Slim and Clear 2.0 or mm-hmm. like um, I think Moosehead makes a really light one too. It's like 2.5% just because of the calories, right? If I'm trying to watch my Garrelson here. And I bring that to a party and people make fun of me. I would. I said it's barely beer. <laughs> what if you came with this clear beer, this Zima? I would respect it. I mean, if it's the same percentage as booze, it just looks weird. Then looks no, like carbonated fine. water. That is weird though. Putting back. That putting is just weird. Dieseling half a dozen carbonated waters tonight. <laughs> You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have...